guess what? It's episode 391 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You are listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are sitting at home jamming some arena or, uh, you know, maybe you're sitting at home playing some jumpstart with a box that you that you bought. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we're going to talk all about historic as promised. Don't say we don't keep our promises about what we're going to talk about on our next episodes. Historic all day, baby. That's right. So the historic open, the arena open that is historic is coming up not this weekend, but the weekend after. But this Friday is a historic all access FNM at home. So that means that you can go and you can try out any historic deck that you want at all, because in that event, you have four copies of every card that is legal and historic. So Friday, go check some of these out. If you're like, that sounds cool. Give it a spin. If it doesn't work, chuck it out the door. Oh, <laughs> Maria's cat is yawning and being very cute. Yeah, Moxon was just being so cute. <laughs> he sits here all day with me. What a good boy. Oh, Loyal. Oh, not only pups can be loyal. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's going to be really cool because if you're like, oh, I haven't tried out historic. I don't know what to play in the open or I just want to, you know, dip my toe into this new weird arena format. It's a perfect opportunity to do that and test out some decks, basically like not worrying about, you know, spending your rare, your wild cards to build something because you get to test it out first. And we've got about a billion deck lists to talk about That's with you right. today. We will talk about everything from what's been good historically and historic to what is good maybe with the addition of these new cards from Jumpstart, uh, what had to go away because of the bans, what's maybe still out there fighting that good old ban fight. Uh, you know, there's just one million options. Yeah. And we'll touch on all of them. This is, It makes me so excited because it's like the start we're here at the start of a new format. If you're like, oh, I wonder what it was like when modern began or whatever. That's kind of how it, how it feels like a little bit, even though we've got yeah. more of a roadmap than modern had. Um, and I know some people were surprised when we mentioned this. This was weeks ago now. But when you rank up on the historic ladder, you're just ranking up on the classic yeah. constructed ladder. Standard and historic are both the same one. It's just one constructed ladder. So if you're interested in ranking up, but you're like, standard is not for me right now. One, you are not alone. Basically, everybody is yeah. right there with you yeah. right now. <laughs> you can play Historic instead. And I love Historic. I have such a good time playing it. It's so fun. And you, like, honestly, you play so many different kinds of decks. Um, your opponents come to the table with just silly stuff, stuff you've never even heard about, stuff you're like, oh, I need to write down what they're doing because that's really cool. Like I said last week, I've got a list right here of all the decks I played against, and it is long. It's not just yeah. Team Reclamation written in 20 times. <laughs> Also, I'm looking why at you, would you standard. Write, why would you write it 20 times instead of like putting <laughs> like you just every time you're like, yeah, I'm so mad. I'm going to write it down again. <laughs> exactly. Um, I kind of wish that this event coming up this weekend, by the way, it's the players tour finals this weekend um, was historic and not standard. I wish, yes, I wish this was historic. It's on arena. <laughs> Let's just do it. Yeah. <laughs> But that event is coming up this weekend, by the way. We want to let you know because a lot of times people are like, I didn't even know that was happening.
happening. So we're telling yeah. you the Players Tour Finals is coming up this weekend. It is standard. And yeah, probably everyone's going to play Team Reclamation, but there will probably be a few people who don't. And those people might win because this past weekend in the Red Bull Untapped International Qualifier number three, somebody played mono wide aggro and they beat a field of Team Reclamation. So it can happen. That's right. Maria is hopeful and everyone else is resigned. Yeah. <laughs> that should be on my tombstone. Like, I... <laughs> even though she I'm the one who's dead, everyone else was <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Great. Oh man. On So we have a Marco Polo. Th- I have, I'm on many Marco Polo threads. Um, it helps keep me sane yeah. during this time. And on one of them, that is like a bunch of current and previous members of comedy sports, which you're both members of. Um, one of one of the former players who now lives in LA. I forget what we were talking about, and she was just like, she was talking about not being self actualized or like only ever striving for that. And she's like, you know, not all of us get to be self actualized. Like some of us will just dr- die trying. Oh, <laughs> And I just, <laughs> I just loved it a lot. I was like, yeah, you're, you're right. Not all of us get to be self-actualized. Like some of us will die trying. Well, you know what? At least you were trying. Exactly. At least you were trying. <laughs> Anyways. On that note, before we start the show, a big thank you to everyone who has actualized their love of our show by helping support us on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. That's right. Wow. Great transition there. That you know was what? really aces. <laughs> uh, send those transition awards to me right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, thank you so, so much to everyone who is a patron of the show over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. It does mean just the world to us. Um, You know, this is something that you can achieve. It's true. Um, (laughs) And hopefully by achieving it, you feel great because you can join our wonderful discord full of wonderful people um, and you can help continue to make this show. You continue to help make this show possible. Yeah. And we want to give you an update on kind of like our situation with our office, because I know that's important to a lot of people, especially people who donate for the fund. We are ever closer to having a new space. So hopefully we have very good news for you next episode. That's our hope. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But uh, that's your quick update. But yeah, we are very excited and think we've think we've got something good in the works. So uh, thank you to everybody uh, for that. And everyone who becomes a patron. You are the reason the show keeps going, period. Yes. Um, And a big thank you as well to Card Kingdom, our amazing sponsor. You can check them out on the internet, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. They've got everything you could ever want for magic. And they're just wonderful people on top of it. Um, You know, we talked about, oh, you can actualize this by going to Patreon and helping support us. And like, it's kind of a joke, but also it's kind of true because I feel like when I buy from companies that I know are really good, I feel so much better about myself. Yeah. And uh, that's just how I feel about Card Kingdom. So if you need anything in Magic, if you want to play Jumpstart with some of your friends, it's been a blast. Mm-hmm. I played it on Arena, but you can buy it IRL. Um, head on over and, and get it from Card Kingdom. Yeah, I was skeptical. I was like, what is this set even doing? It's so weird. The, it was it was weird, right? Conceptually, when you looked at it from the outside, you're like, what's going on here? It reminded um, it me is- a lot of Keyforge, actually. Yeah. And I think that that is kind of, you know, obviously they can never say directly, but like they were kind of looking for something that was a product that was just like, like those games shuffle up and play. Yeah, exactly. Like here's everything you need. Shuffle it, 
you know, hit the battlefield. Hit the battlefield. Yeah, it's it's a super fun time. Very easy, like entry level uh, product for anybody playing. But also, you know, experienced player here. I loved playing it. It was very silly. Yeah. Um, one of my it favorite. Was such a good time. Dex was like Garrick artifacts. That was bizarre, but I loved it. Uh, <laughs> Great. Yes. And, you know, I got my core spirit dancer. So oh. watch out. Historic is what I'm saying. Maria is coming for those black holes. <laughs> hey, guess what? It's time to talk historic. I bet you knew the answer to that, but I said it anyway. <laughs> Hey, guess what? We're going to completely not do what we said we were going to do. <laughs> that would be the bait and switch. Like last week, we were like, we're talking about historic. At the top of the show, I'm like, we're talking about historic. We get to the point to talk about historic. I'm like, guess what? <laughs> Got no. you. Rick rolled. <laughs> uh, and then we just play, you know, what you call it? What? The Rick roll song. Oh, the Rick roll song. Never going to give you up. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Rickroll song. Megan, I think you need to be Rickrolled if you can't remember the name of that song. <laughs> That's when they're like, it's time. It's time. It's time to remind it's you. It's time. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to talk about historic. We gave you the pitch up front and why we think this format's super cool. And it like legit is. Yeah. It, it's like pure magic. This is what I want magic oh, to be like. It's great. It's a blast. I'm trying to think of, I got, there was a really good Rickroll not that long ago. That somebody got you with? I don't with? remember what it was. <laughs> It was like it was like a Twitter one that I got like a lot of people. Oh, great. Great. Oh, I don't remember which one it was. It was very good. Anyways, <laughs> if you did that one, great format. Thumbs up. No, seriously. Everyone's like, hey, I wish magic was like X. Or remember when magic was like Y? And like the answer yeah. is it is currently that in historic. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is just like a playground of like monsters and combo and aggro and just random stuff. And you know what I wonder is if we're like, Ooh, I wish this player's tour could be historic, but do you think that would ruin it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what? Am I <laughs> like as soon as the pros like come on in and solve it with their Someone grubby little pro hands. Solve it. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe, maybe so. Maybe so, <sighs> but so maybe it's good. Maybe it's good that it just continues to do its own little, you know, like constructed ladder arena open stuff. So do you want to kick it off? Like what is your current fave deck in historic yeah. heart hands? I actually thought that I would like talk really quickly about the stuff that was like kind like I think that is the top. some holdover. Yeah, let's Not do that. Not necessarily the top, but is like a holdover from the other stuff because I think that those decks are still very good. Yes. Like one of the biggest ones I think is obviously Bant Ramp. Um, I was worried about this deck when they made a bunch of bands that like hit other stuff. I like, it's not a problem right now, but maybe still it might be one. So these are the ones that use, you know, like classic arboreal grazer, growth spiral, uh, Uro. And then either you have like Eugene or you have field of the dead or you have Golos or you have, like some combination of those things, right? You're like yeah. making zombies or making a big dragon or, you know, a big spirit dragon, um, and all of that sort of stuff. So I think Bant Ramp, still very good. Um, very fun. Like, I love Eugene. I l any Anything that lets me cast Eugene, I'm into. I'm not, I can't even be mad at Eugene, honestly. Like, exactly. Yes. Like, you can't be mad at Eugene. He's just a cool dude. He sweeps my board, and I'm not even mad at him. I don't know how yes. they printed a card like that, but I, I'm not mad at him. But you're um, not mad at him. No. And you can even play just like... He costs, he costs eight mana. He costs eight. That could be like, part okay. of it. Okay. You got there. 
Yeah. You did you the got thing. To eight. You did the thing. Um, so yeah, I think that that's definitely still like out there. If that's like your jam or you really like that field of the dead zombie action, like you can still hit those things real hard. Have a great time. And then mono white, mono red and mono blue aggro, I think are all still totally great options. Yes. Um, mono blue is like the classic one where you can play like spectral sailor or like other little, you know, tiny, you know, siren storm tamer and then slap a curious obsession on there and just try and kill your opponent before you run out of like ways to prevent them removing your creature or they manage to remove your creature. Yes. Yeah. Classic it's just mono a race blue. to be like, do you have counter magic or did they draw enough removal spells? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yep. And then we all know what mono red does. I'm not going to tell you about it. And then mono white is like the life gain, you know, the soul sisters, like life gain, Heliod, put counters on everything. Yeah. Classic. Attack. Classic mono Classic. white. And of course, <laughs> Gruel um, was one of the best decks before the ban. But of course, Burning yep. Tree Emissary got banned. I think the deck is still, I'm sure, very strong, um, yeah. even without her. So, uh, yeah. And you some can people were Gruul. like, there were versions of the deck already not playing Burning Tree, Tree Emissary. Oh, sure. There you go. And so I think some people are like, wait a second. Who cares? Hey. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those I think you you called it. Those are like the top decks, the decks that, that were holdovers yeah. from previously um, before the bans. And you know what the thing is, is that at least right now in Historic, none of these are so overpoweringly good that if you're like, do you know what? I just love that mono white aggro deck. Or I love that mono blue aggro deck. Like, go for it. No one's I don't think anyone's going to be mad at you trying to, like, play one of these very good decks. No, or, like, I don't one think of these so. Decks that's more established no. because the field is just wide enough right now that they're not going to have run into a bunch of mono blue decks, for instance. The deck that I think find the most oppressive is the field of the dead deck. Um, but yeah, that being said, it is still beatable. Um, and I'm going to tell you how I beat it. With a deck that I think might be potentially too good in a moment here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Maria, hit us with it. All right. So tell me if I'm completely off the rails here, but I've You're been playing. You're always completely off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah that, that is fair. That is fair. I've been okay. playing Amazonians, Crater Hoof Tokens, Best of One deck, and I swear to you, that I have not lost. I now she didn't. I don't know if she came up with the idea. I think maybe somebody like Simon Nielsen came up with the idea initially. But this is her version that I'm sharing with you here that she's perfected as of this, this recording. Nice. I'm telling you, this deck I did not lose except to myself with this deck <laughs> because I this, kept a bad hand or whatever. This deck is so spicy. Okay, so the deal this with this deck. <laughs> Yes, you play a bunch of tokens, okay? So you've got Legion's Landing, you've got Omen of the Sun, you've got History of Benalia, you've got Raise the Alarm, who cares? You're making little tokens, you've got no creatures in your deck other than two copies of Crater Hoof Behemoth, okay? Oh, we I'm love the hoof it. daddy. We love the hoof yes. daddy. You also I just also want to point out that this it plays forbidden friendship. Yep. Of, like there's four copies of forbidden friendship, one in a red, it makes the one one dino and the one one human sculpture. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't care. It doesn't care. Literally, it does not matter as long as you have something that is on the board that is able to attack. 
And oh. how many of those some things you have also usually generally doesn't matter. You can usually sometimes just have two. That's it. That's all you need. Two tokens. And then you play Transmogrify, which exiles your creature. And then you reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card and put it onto the battlefield, which is Crater Hoof Behemoth, because that is the only hit in your deck. Or that's four mana way to do it. You can do it with Luca, the five mana way, which was the same way we did with Agent of Treachery with Luca in the past. Okay. Um, and then you win. That is the end of that sentence. And then you win. This oh, wow. deck, I was rocketing through platinum with it. Everybody was just like, what is happening to me when I played against them? I'm like, I'm concerned that I'm even telling you about it because like, <laughs> it's so strong that I felt like I should not be allowed to play it. That's how I felt. I would win on wow. turn four. Like I would win on turn wow. four. Like, and, and it was basically, they could do whatever they wanted. They could ramp, they could whatever. It did not matter. And the fact wow. that you have eight copies of your combo uh, enabler, which is just like, you just need a creature. That's combo piece. Number one, number two is you need either transmogrify or Luca. Yeah. And you have eight, eight copies. That's so many. Yeah. And the fact that you have legions landing, it might be a little silly, but it often helps you get to your fourth mana to cast your transmogrify or something like that, which is really helpful. And fire prophecy is the only removal spell in this deck, um, which gets pesky things that you don't want to deal with, whatever they are out of the way. But more importantly, it lets you put a card from your hand on the bottom of your library. For instance, once I kept a hand with two crater hoofs in it because I had some fire prophecies in hand, so I could just put them on the bottom. Wow. Wow. And it lets you draw a card. And draw a card. Yeah. And you draw a card. We always love drawing cards. I always love drawing cards. So I'm here to tell you this. I played this in best of one. I have no idea what the best of three deck looks like, but yeah. Wow. It wow. is incredible. This is so spicy and I love it. Have like, you ever played I'm a deck? I'm absolutely going to go try this. Have you ever played one where you play it and you feel guilty? That's how I play it. <laughs> feel when I play it. I feel guilty. Uh, but not guilty enough to stop. <laughs> no, God, no. I'm getting to mythic with this thing. Are you kidding me? Uh, I love it. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm so into this. I'm so into this. I'm going to go play it immediately. You should because it is broken in half. <laughs> Best of three, probably people can bring in like their settle the wreckages or whatever. But yeah. um best of one, <laughs> it's a house. It's a house. So some other brews that we we're going to talk about, um, I'm going to jump into these ones from MTG Goldfish Saffron Olive because I was waiting for someone to build a Boggles deck because now we have Core Spirit Dancer back in the historic format. And of course, mm -hmm. I'm going to try it out. Um, of course you are. You obviously. can't help it. I can't also, help it. Also, I just want to say that like the top, like people are already trying to make spirits a thing. You all know if you have been a listener of this show, you know I have a beef with spirits in modern and I'm just going to go ahead and immediately extend that to having a beef with spirits in historic. Like I'm not even going to look at this de deck list. I don't care. I have a beef with it. I'm, I don't like it. I'm over it. I, you know what? We'll never really come to the true reason of why Megan has chosen spirits as the deck to be mad at. If we're being honest, I'm not entirely sure why, <laughs> but I feel it deep in my soul. Like, All right. makes me mad. Makes me real mad. <laughs> I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. You can have your hatred of spirits. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, spirits is a deck you can play. That's the end of that sentence. <laughs> spirits is a deck you can play if you want to be a real weenie. 
No, then you're playing mono white. Am I right? Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> all right, Maria, tell us about a Boggles list you got your eye on. Anyway, Boggles, am I right? Okay, so if you don't have, if you haven't lived the life of Core Spirit Dancer, it's an O2 for two. It gets plus two plus two for each aura attached to it. Whenever you cast an aura spell, you draw a card. So basically, does everything you've ever wanted your whole life. Um, so she's in the deck as a four of, of course. And then you're playing little Elseed of Life's Bounty to give you lifelink, protect your creatures. You're playing Ginger Brute to get in there unblocked. Um, you've got three copies of Heliod's Pilgrim to go find your enchantments. One copy of Siona, Captain of the Pileas, which is kind of weird, but it's in here. Uh, four Karmetra's Blessing to protect your enchanted creatures. Of course, you're playing four copies of All That Glitters because mm -hmm. your enchanting creature gets plus one, plus one for each artifact and or enchantment you control. Four Satessin Training, four War Warbriar Blessing, four Ancestral Mask, which is another historic only card here. Um, enchanted Creature gets plus two, plus two for each other enchantment on the battlefield, which means if you play that, your creature is enormous, especially if your creature yeah. is a core spirit dancer. It, you know, don't have to do the math. Your creature is huge. Um, and then the historic version of, you know, our favorite Bogley crown, which is face of divinity, which gives plus two plus two and first strike and lifelink. Um, I think this deck is super fun. I don't know how competitive it is. It, I think it's probably okay. M maybe yeah. needs a little bit more tweaking, um, but I think it can hang. Uh, as soon as somebody gets their hands on this and kind of perfects the uh, cards, the exact cards and counts of cards and that kind of thing. So I have high hopes for this Boggle deck in Historic. I also am going to link you all to another version of this deck, which is a red-white version, which is somehow even more aggressive. That's playing uh, <laughs> enchantments like Escape Velocity, which is giving haste. And uh, yeah. Tilanali's Crown, if you remember that card, plus three plus oh, it has Trample. And playing cards like Valda, Keeper of the Flame, which is really cool, making three one uh, red elementals, if you remember that friend. And a Donko yeah, Vanguard. So this is another version um, that you can try out. By the way, all these decks are going to be listed in the show notes and under the video um, if you want to check them out. And if you watch the video version, they're there on your screen. But yeah, this is another version I just want you to keep your eyes on playing with Core Spirit Dancer. Um, yeah. But Megan, there's this a build in here that is kind of for you is elves. Yeah. You know, I have always been an elves fan. Um, and now that we have you, Crater Hoof is like yeah. the card... I was I would not mess around with elves in a format where I could not play a crater hoof behemoth um, because you really need that big old hoof uh, to come in and give all your elves a lot of uh, a lot of extra damage to push through. And so, yeah, there's uh, Allosaurus Shepherd is one of the jumpstart cards. That's a three of in here. It's one mana uh, for a one one that says it can't be countered and green spells you control can't be countered, which are some very important texts oh yes <laughs> yes um and then it also has four green green until end of turn each elf creature you control has base power and toughness five five and becomes a dinosaur in addition to its other creature types so in case you can't get that hoof maybe you have an allosaurus shepherd out there and that's going to be able to get that job done uh we also have one of the very important in my opinion cards uh from this from the elves deck from modern, which is Dwinan's Elite, uh, which is just a one and a green for a two-two. But when it enters the battlefield, if you control another elf, um, you get to make a one-one. You also have Elvish Visionary to draw you cards, which I love. Um, my only, like, it doesn't have. Um, we don't have the Convoke spell. 
I, that I'm forgetting the name of that you have in modern. But you have so many of the other things, like you have Elvish Archdruid to make so much mana. You have Imperious Perfect. Like, I'm into this. I want to try it. It's like basically modern elves at this point, right? Like yes. pretty close. Exactly. What's the card that I'm thinking of that it doesn't have that is pretty important? What it's, are you thinking of? It's big and green. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll think. I'll think of it. You'll, it'll come to you. I'll think of it. You keep going and I'm going to think for a second and try and figure out which okay. card. Because it's so embarrassing that I can't think of it. Well, you can think of it. I'm going to talk about another <laughs> tribal list because I love tribal lists, as you all know. Um, Elvis is a great one. Another great one, which I've played against a lot, actually, is Goblins. Um totally viable in historic. I think this deck is very good actually. And it gets help from the card conspicuous snoop, which came out with M 21, which is a little two, two great art goblin, like pressing his nose on the window, uh, play with the top card of your library revealed. You may cast goblin spells from the top of your library. As long as the top card of your library is a goblin card, conspicuous snoop has all activated abilities of that card. So I have played really, against that deck. Yeah, it. I think it's really strong. They can chain off with these goblins like nobody's business. Um, it's <laughs> my cat has just jumped out on my desk. Um, yeah, you can just they j sometimes feel a little bit unstoppable, especially when they play cards like Siege Gang Commander, which is able to just throw goblins at your face and deal damage to you that way at some point in the game. Um, I think this deck's actually very strong. And um, really cool to see a Goblins deck kind of be a, a deck that seems pretty viable in a new format. Yeah, for sure. So if you want to live that gobble life, check out this Goblins list um, and get your little gob on. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you I, do. You do. <laughs> I guess. Another right. uh, tribal list I wanted to mention. This is another uh, best of one list. This came from Alias V, which is vampires. And I Oh, Maria, you are in, you started vampires. by playing this, right? Like this was like your in. Yes, this is my historic in was playing this vampires list. Um, and there is a best of three version as well. But this one is really cool. And I and I do love it. And of course, you're playing all the best vampires that you can play. The list is very similar to the vampire standard list that I loved. However long ago that was time has no meaning. Um, in this list, of course, you're playing Sorin Imperious Bloodlord. This one, you also play the other Sorin, Ve Sorin Vengeful Bloodlord, which I think is really cool. And you're running cards like Adanto Vanguard. Court of Calling. Oh, my God. I got <laughs> <sighs> you got there. You okay, got now, there. Court of Calling is just like so important because it allows you. It's like instant speed and you go and search for things and you can <laughs> convoke. So you can like get a very. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you for like bearing with me while I did that. Okay. I'm glad we got there. That's what I me have to say. Too. <laughs> me too. Okay. Yes, but vampires. Um, so you've got your Sorens, you've got your vanguards, you've got your Legion lieutenants to pump your team. You also get a new toy in Vito Thorn of the Dusk Rose from M21, which is yeah. a one three for three. This card is so cool. Whenever you it's gain so life, cool. target opponent loses that much life. Mm -hmm. And then three black black creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. Sometimes that's just that reach that you need. Yes, it is. And it's wonderful worth with Soren uh, in this deck uh, to be able to do something like mm -hmm. that, I think is really, really cool. Um, and there's, you know, various 
kind of tweaks on this list that I'm showing you here, people will put in sometimes, ooh, what's that new M21 um, vampire? I'm trying to think of I could of the not name remember Court of Calling for five minutes, even though I've played it a billion times. So I think this one's going to be out of my grasp. Got it. Silver Smote Ghoul. This one is kind of cool. So people have been playing around with this because it works so well with Soren. It's a three oh, one yeah. for three. Uh, if you gain three or more life this turn, it comes back to the uh, from the graveyard to the battlefield tap. So Soren can eat it and then it comes back. Oh, uh, yes. So rude. I love it. I um, love it. But this this deck has been a blast for me in Historic. And so big thumbs up here. You can play it in best of one. There's best of three versions of Vampires out there as well. Take your pick. They're all great. Yeah. Um, so another another deck that I have been soundly beaten by uh, yeah. is the Tempered Steel Artifacts deck. Oh, this one is so cool. Oh, so this is this is an aggro deck um, that takes lots of little artifact creatures. Like you're playing four ornithopters, for instance, you're playing for ginger brute. Um, you're playing obviously for steel overseer, which can put counters on everything. But then uh, very notably, there are four copies of tempered steel, which is one white white for an enchantment that says artifact creatures you control get plus two plus two. And like all of a sudden, ever that, and that's only three mana. Yeah. And like also you've used Steel Overseer to put counters on things. Like things just get out of hand very quickly. There's Stone Coil Serpent, which like if they need to, if you have tempered steel out, like you can play it for basically not like you can play it for zero and it's still a two-two. What? Or you can put counters on it and it's enormous. You can play um, it for zero and it's a two-two? If you have tempered steel out. Oh my gosh. Right? Like that's it's, wild. It really, it really is. Um, so yeah, this this deck I have not tried playing it, but I've played against it, and it is a force to be reckoned with for sure. Those I creatures really, just get so big so quick. I like the look of this deck a lot. Um, I definitely want to try it. It's totally up my alley. Um <laughs> and tempered steel, what a cool uh anthem effect. I think yeah. that's really awesome. Yep. And there are some versions that also play copies of All That Glitters, uh, which Ooh. gives the enchanted creature plus one, plus one for each artifact and or enchantment you control. So like all of your artifacts, you wouldn't think to put this in a deck that's not about boggles and enchantments, but it does say artifacts and like all your creatures are artifacts. Makes sense. So yeah, like if you're into trying something that's aggro, but like not the normal flavors of aggro, definitely give this a try. I'm going to tell you about another strange deck that I was beaten by the other day um, that I just had to give a small round of applause to, and that is the High Alert deck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this one has been around for a while, but it is it is great. I love it's, it. I mean, it started out, I was like, what is my opponent doing? They're playing an yeah. 05 Aegis Turtle. They're playing uh -huh. an 04 Secret Keeper. They're playing a Wall of Runes and a Yoke Docks, et cetera, et cetera. And I great. was like hold up, are they going to play high alert on me? And then the next turn, uh -huh. boom, high alert. And then I was dead. Great. Which, by the way, if you don't know Great. what high alert does, each creature assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power. And creatures yeah. can attack as though they did not have defender. Um, it is. It's great. It's. I mean, I thought it was, I was like, what is this nonsense? But then I was like, well, hold up. <laughs> oh, and one of my favorite things is that it also plays uh, Tetsuko, which is yes. uh, one in a blue for a 1-3, but creatures you control with power, toughness, one, 
power or toughness, one or less, can't be blocked. And so since they all are technically toughness like zero or one, you also can't block them even after they play high alert. So they can and just get in for 20 damage and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing it. you can do. And high alert's not the only way to get the high alert effect because Huatli the Sun's Heart also, by the way, is a high alert. In case you didn't know, her static ability on this random planeswalker, each creature you control gains or assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power. Oh, great. So, so once again, eight copies of your combo piece essentially, oh. quotey, 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 in this list. Quotey, quotey, quotey. <laughs> That's what I used to say in high school all the time when I did finger quotes. Quotey, quotey, quotey. I just remembered something from high school wow. that I have not Blast thought about from for years. <laughs> wow. Up next, we've got another super fun deck in Dinosaurs. Roar. Yes. This is the first of a couple of different like new tribal decks that you can try out. Yeah, I've played against this one and it is, you know, it's for real. So like, don't just be like, haha, cute dinosaurs. Be like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm going to die from a dinosaur eating my entire body because that's what's going to happen to you versus oh. this dinos deck. <laughs> Tell me, tell me about this Dinos deck, Maria. Well, you know me. I love the Dinos. I play them in when mm -hmm. Singleton was a format that like was a thing. <laughs> so briefly, but it was there. I loved it too. Um, but yeah, this this is the deck that I played essentially. Uh, you're just playing all the Dinos you could possibly imagine. Plus, you get access to some really good ones, um, like Rampaging Frostanon, which was so nice they banned it twice or whatever. Um, <laughs> so you can play. Yeah. That card, which you haven't been able to play basically ever. Rotting Regisaur, because who doesn't want a 7-6 for 3? Galta Primal Hunger, which is, you know, 12-12 Trampler. Sure, like, put that in the Ooh. deck. Regisaur like Alpha. Old Reggie. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Ripjaw that Raptor. That card is so good. Takes damage, draws you cards. Like Also look, great. You know I love to draw a card. Embercleaves in this deck. I don't know what you want. If you want to attack somebody for damage... Um, and you love dinos. This deck is so cool. Jun dinos, a thumbs up. I give it the Maria stamp of recommendation, which I just invented, which should be the Maria stamp of approval, wow. but it's not. It's the Maria stamp no, of recommendation. The Maria stamp of recommendation. <laughs> Great. Uh, but Great. I, I, I do really like this deck. I think it's pretty cool and it's good too. Um, next up we have, there's, a, there's a, maybe not of the same caliber. No. <laughs> at all as dinos, but there is a tribal unicorns deck. Look, somebody was going to try it and yes. I can't, I can't hate on anybody trying to make this fetch happen because I would love to see competitive tribal unicorns. These aren't competitive, uh, but it can no. win. Um, and you know, and it's, it's like, cool. Yeah, it's doing some cool stuff. It's like using Soul Warden because there's a lot of life gain in this to put counters on a bunch of things. Um, and then the legendary unicorn from Jumpstart, Emiel the Blessed, which is two white white for a 4-4. Four, four. You can pay three to exile another target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. And uh, what you're trying to do is just gain a lot of life. It also has when another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may play. You may pay... Uh, hybrid hybrid green white if you do put a plus one plus one counter on it if it's a unicorn put two plus one plus one counters on it instead 
I actually played against this card in Jumpstart and just basically immediately scooped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this card seems very good. It's super um, and good. And so I like that, yeah, basically you can just make everything gigantic if you get it on the battlefield. I love it. Uh, unicorns. I think, you know, like, I really hope Wizards of the Coast has unicorns, like, on its mind now. Putting more unicorns into magic. Yes. Um, but this is a really fun yeah. deck for people who are like, hey, you want to play a unicorns deck? And they're like, yeah, oh, like, yes. Do you, you want to play something very, very silly and weird? Yeah, there you go. Unicorns. It can happen in historic. Uh, it the can next happen. The next deck I, f I found for this one, I think, is for you, Megan, which is Breach Combo, because yes. you played um, like, well, this is a little bit different because this is Underworld Breach, but you do love combo decks. Um, I do love me a combo deck. And so there is like Kethis Combo is still like a thing that's, you know, like circling around. Yep. Every once in a while you hit it. But this uses... Uh, Underworld Breach, obviously, which we know, and Thassa's Oracle is how you get your win with this. Great. Which which I love. Um, you've got Diligent Excavator, obviously, to mill yourself a bunch, a bunch. Um, Underworld Breach to cast things from your uh graveyard, uh, Mox Amber to make you a lot of mana, um, Stone Coil Serpent, uh Tesher, and uh, Ancestor's Apostle, which brings things back from your graveyard when you cast historic spells. Emery, Lurker of the Lock. Uh, Fubblethup the Lost. Great. Like, just what a, you know, what a, what a silly deck. And I love that the fact that you can still kind of play that super powerful Kethis combo deck in historic, too. Yeah. So Straight if you up. are looking for combo, like, absolutely, it exists. Um, that Kethis deck, like, if you... If you don't have a plan against them by like turn three, like you're going to be dead on the next turn. Yes. I remember when like that you was need to have. Yeah. In standard for a hot second. It was a weird week. <laughs> it was. It was for a hot second before. Thankfully, it wrote like we didn't have to experience for it for too long because it rotated out. Yes. <laughs> we were like, OK. Thing. Oh wait, that was. I'm glad Ooh. that we discovered that when we did, and not yes. earlier. If we discovered it earlier, it certainly would have been like ban, ban, banned. Um, oh, yes, yeah. at some point, I think. Um, but yeah, combo. On. Get in there and get it done. Uh, I am very excited to see people uh, messing around with Gitrog Monster. Yes. Um, I love me the Gitrog Monster. <laughs> I love seeing people play Gitrog decks. Um, big old frog, like, let's have a party. Three black green for a 6-6 six, six frog horror. <laughs> frog horror, let's go. Uh, yes. Um, death touch, at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice the Gitrog monster unless you sacrifice a land. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Whenever one or more land cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, draw a card. I played against so, this baby um, the other day, and I was like, LOL, what are they doing? They're just having a fun time. And then Gitrog happened and Crucible of Worlds happened. And then yes. I was dead very quickly. Oh, and then they're doing like mean stuff like ghost quartering you. Yep. Love mm -hmm. it. Yeah. It's, like, it was a cards, super cool deck. Ghost quarter you, put it back into play with Crucible of Worlds. Just, you know, they have also lots of ways like Oracle of Moldiah, which is now also in historic thanks yep. to Jumpstart, uh, which lets you play an additional land on each of your turns and you also play with the top card of your library revealed and you can play lands from the top of your library. Um, 
I love that card. It, it was super cool. It was excellent. Um, Dread yeah. Presence is in this deck. If you don't remember this card, whenever a swamp enters the battlefield under your control, you draw a card and lose a life or it deals two damage to uh, any target and you gain two life, which is just like right. nonsense because you keep doing stuff with Gitrog Monster and Crucible yes. of Worlds or whatever and looping. And then I was just like, well, there's and, literally nothing I yeah. can do. And you have Dryad of the Elysian Grove, yep. which makes all of your lands, every basic land type. So like they're all swamps. You have Azusa Lost But Seeking. Like this, I also need to try out this deck. This looks like a lot of fun. This looks up my alley. Yeah, this was a great, a great uh, time for my opponent. Not necessarily for me, but I did write it down to find <laughs> because I'm glad I was actually able to find it because I think it's really, really neat. Yeah. It is. It is a cool deck. And like, oh, Gitrog Monster is always one that's out there that I want to see people playing. Yeah, exactly. Me too. And I'm going to say the same thing for this next deck that I just want to briefly mention. We mentioned monocolor decks um, at, earlier in the show. And this next one is monocolor, but it's specifically a devotion deck, which is mono black yes. devotion featuring our friend Gary, the gray merchant of Asphodel. Oh, this is another card that I was like, there has got to be a way. And obviously with, uh, especially with Phyrexian Obliterator, which came oh, with yeah. the last historic drop, which is black, 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 and it's mana cost. Excellent. Drain them. Drain them, Gary. <laughs> Get them, Gary. Get them. I love it. There's excellent cards in this list that you might expect. Gifted Aetherborn, uh, Timoret, Chosen from Death. Uh, you get to play Murderous Rider, Rotting Regisaur again. Phyrexian Obliterator is really why I'm interested. Plus Gary, yeah. obviously. Um, yep. Bolus's Citadel. This deck plays one copy of that as well. But basically, Great. you're going to kill him with Gary or else like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> but what are you doing? yeah. Yeah. But Gary else, what out. are you doing? Gary him out. Oh. I I love I love Gary. Me too. What a guy. What what a little Gary. Yes. Uh this next deck is like a flavor of kind of some of the black red discard decks that have been running around. And yes. now they have four copies of Tiny Bones Trinket Thief. Tiny Bones! Their bones are so small. So small. So these decks have obviously for a while now played, they play Croxa, uh, Titan of Death's Hunger, and Waste Knot, which is an enchantment from back in the day that is one in a black. Whenever an opponent discards a creature card, put a 2 2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. Uh, whenever an opponent discards a land card, add black black to your mana pool. And whenever an opponent discards a non creature, non land card, draw a card. Yeah, and Waste Knot was one of the cards that was designed by the community in one of those like That's challenge right. things which is kind of cool to see it have a home here um yeah i once again played against this deck um and was laughing at them until i lost <laughs> <laughs> what what a story what you know, a story what a mark La <laughs> laughing at them until i lost <laughs> Yeah, because like, they were just making me discard a bunch of stuff. They played Davriel, and I was like, ha ha, that's kind of funny. And then Tiny Bones and Waste Knot came out, and I was like, uh, uh oh, no. <laughs> and then, of course, Great. Nikki B shows up and uh, yep. ruins the party. Oh, this deck is like, it's just so mean when people play discard decks. <laughs> it is very, this deck is very rude. It's just rude. It's just so rude. But if you are this person who wants to be a rude dude, think about 
tiny bones uh and this deck because i can't, I can't stop the tiny bones, bones. <laughs> tiny bones is my favorite name of a magic card don't let me forget it for this year's crimbies oh <laughs> it's so it's so good tiny bones tiny bones <laughs> <laughs> must be related to gutter bones because i just really uh, love gutter yes. bones too yeah they're from the same family <laughs> obviously really <laughs> the, the mr bones family yeah the bones the bones is if you will <laughs> Tiny Bones is like, oh, no, please don't call me Mr. Bones. That's my dad gutter. <laughs> gutter Bones. A whole Bones family. Please, wizards, give us what we yes. want. The Bones family. The Bones family. <laughs> and then we can make a movie that's like the Adams family, except it's all of the Boneses. Oh, oh I'm into it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Also, I feel like Gutter Bones maybe is like the older brother of tiny bones and not the dad yeah i think so i think gutter so. bones kind of has <laughs> gutter bones has like an older brother vibe yeah i was getting like black sheep like yeah. cousin vibes or older brother yep. vibes because they're like yep. doing their own thing like yep, buttering exactly. toast and the family's like buttering we toast we don't have toast in the bones family and gutter bones is like no I, but i like toast i have toast <laughs> i have toast the last deck that I put on this list is uh, kind of trying to make Tron happen in a historic, which is historic Tron. I This deck I kind of uh, uh, I like because of the fact that it's all colorless, which is really fun. And that means yeah. you get to play lots of big baddies like Ugin the Spirit Dragon, or excuse me, Eugene, Eugene the Ineffable. Thank you. Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger is in this list, which is oh. pretty sick. Like. All I truly want is a deck. Like, I want there to be a deck that's playing four copies of Ulamog in the main. Well, <laughs> and hey, that's like its game plan. So I need to make that happen in the world. I mean, this one has just one, but you could change it, Megan. Like, you can just mess with these numbers a little bit and give yourself four Lamog. Like, I want, I want a four Lamog. <laughs> Great. Not an uh, Una, Unomog. Unomog, a four Lamog. Yes, exactly. I'm a fan of this. It's a basic, basically you're ramping. You're playing um, Palladium Mirror, which gives you, you know, colorless mana, Solemn Simulacrum, which welcome mm -hmm. to the table uh, once again here in Historic. Mindstone, obviously. Yeah. Mystic Ooh, I like Forge. That this, this version is playing Mystic Forge, which is yep. four mana. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may cast the top card of your library if it's an artifact card or a colorless non-land card. Yeah, I'm uh, into it. Great. This is this is really cool. And it's like, you know, pretty far away from being anything uh, resembling <laughs> Tron. But you know what? We're yeah. going to call it Tron because it plays big, huge creatures at its top end and it's colorless. Yeah. So I'll give you it to You know what? Them. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. Which is what we could say about all of Historic, everybody. That's if you have one takeaway, it's a fun time. Like, seriously, we're sitting here like, yeah. can you believe all these decks we talked about? And honestly, we, we, you know, I think we did a pretty good job, but you could find like m maybe 50 more other different archetypes. Easily. Yes. If you, you went out there looking. You find so many more decks. Which I think is just so cool and not true of many magic formats happening out there right now. So like yeah. Megan said, you can use this to climb the ladder. It's legit. It's the same as everything else. Mm -hmm. There's a historic open coming up in two weeks. There's the FNM at home event coming up this weekend. So you can try everything out uh, before, you know, try before you buy. Um, and <laughs> it's just like a super fun, uh, diverse format. Uh, so yeah. like we're here for it. 
Well, human beings, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you times a million for hanging out with us once again and talking yeah. some historic. I, I had a blast going through these decks. If there's one that's your pet deck that we didn't mention, please let us know. You can tweet at us at GLHF Magic on Twitter. Um, we would love to hear about it. We're keeping a little collection. Um, yeah. And these and decks are all available in the show notes or under the video so you can try them out. Hopefully you get out there this Friday and find something in historic that really rocks your boat in a good way. Yeah. Like on a fun, <laughs> on a fun amusement park boat ride, like that kind of situation. Yes. And then you can take it on into the historic arena open in a couple of weeks time. Yeah. Some, I mean, like we've got more events than we can shake a stick at here in yeah. magic. Like, honestly, there's so much we going only, on. We only have so much shit. Stick shaking ability, <laughs> which is easy to turn around. So true. Say that five times fast. Stick shaking. <laughs> but like we said, the play, the players to your finals coming up this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Check it out. Um, we'll be working there, uh, watching the magics happen. Hopefully yeah, something will, will beat Team Erec. Um, you but know, we can cross our fingers. We can hope. It's going to be a really yeah, well-produced we event, though, so it should be really fun to watch regardless. Um, and yeah. <laughs> thank you so much to everyone who is a patron of the show for supporting us, um, for keeping us on the airwaves, coming out of your cat's mouths. Thank you as well to our wonderful sponsors, Card Kingdom. Um yeah, you're all great. You're all so you're all great. A plus. A plus. Thanks to everybody who interacts with us on all our social yeah. medias. We've got Facebook. We've got Twitter. We've got Instagram. We've got a website. We've got a YouTube. Check we have them a all Discord out. that you can be Discord. in if you're a patron. Yeah, we've got everything. And I just mm -hmm. love getting messages from people. It's so wonderful, no matter what they're about. So thank you, everybody who interacts with us. That, that means a lot to us, too. Um, yeah. So have a good week. We'll see you at the weekend. Um, and you know, if you want some magic news, we had a huge episode of the upkeep this week. That yes. You so much out. news. There was so much so news. much news. And until then, remember, uh, you know, some of us get to be self-actualized and some of us <laughs> die trying. <laughs> <laughs> good grief. <laughs>